or after him. But about the same time, maybe after A.R. Peterson, he was probably the next man. And he was from the Danish church, for which we were very glad. Later on, Brother Berg came from the Danish church, too. No, he was from the uh, Lutheran Free Church. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Miller, as you think back now, what were some of the greatest hindrances to a Bible school movement that you ran into? Uh, did you run into any opposition where they tried to discourage you and discourage the school? Oh, yes, very much so. Of course, some couldn't uh, see that there was any reason why there should be a school that would attract students and money away from the church schools and colleges, for example, and that therefore the, they should hinder it. I will never forget the one experience I had before we opened even the first classes. We brought uh, uh, announcements around to the churches and asked the pastors to have them distributed for our opening service. And one of the pastors, who was a good friend of mine, he said to me, Brother Miller, I like you, you're a fine brother, but you know some women have turned your head, and you don't realize what you're doing. And you may be sure I will not permit these announcements to be distributed in my church. <laughs> he was a good friend too. So, but he was won over after a number of years and he saw that that really served a purpose. Dr. Miller, before the Bible school came into existence in the Lutheran Church, the Lutherans were pretty well divided. And I have often felt that the greatest movement that ever came to the Lutheran Church here in America to bring unity was the Bible school. Would you agree with that? Well, it certainly was an influence because these young people met each other and uh, many of them married each other and established homes and uh, there could really not be a better basis for a union than that. And then, too, the pastors, I remember especially some of the Norwegian brethren, like from the seminary in St. Paul, who were interested in our work and uh, I was permitted to come to that school and to uh, St. Olaf's, for example, and many Norwegian Lutheran churches. And I was always received as a brother in Christ. I never felt any opposition because I happened to belong to Augustana Church at that time. So uh, I am agreed with this that it certainly was one of the agencies to bring our Lutheran people together on the ground where we had no axes to grind. We just only came together to study the Word of God and to be challenged to Christian life and service. Another big blessing that uh, I think of when I think of the Bible School movement is the revival that came to the Lutheran Church through this movement. A revival of the study of the Word of God and the blessings that came to many young people as well as older people at that time. Uh, didn't you feel, Dr. Miller, that after the school got started that, that there was much more emphasis on spiritual life uh, than what there was when you were, say, younger? Oh, yes, there's no doubt about that. 
I think the summer Bible camps especially were used of the Lord to bring about changed lives amongst the young people. Uh, Dr. Miller, is it true uh, that uh, the Bible school movement was the first uh, movement in the Lutheran Church to start uh, uh, summer camps, Bible camps? Uh, this is what I have heard and this is what I have believed. And isn't this right? Yes. In this, our first summer camp was in the summer of 1921. I hope I'm right on that. And we met at Lake Independence then in June. That same summer, the Illinois Conference Luther League had a Luther League camp at Long Lake, Wisconsin, or is it in Northern Illinois? And I was there, but I came from our own camp, so I know that we were a few weeks ahead of them in the start of summer Bible camp work. It'll interest you to know that uh, my wife attended those camps in the 20s, uh, not in 1921, but I know she was there, oh, it must have been about 24, 25, 26, somewhere in there. And... Uh, one year, in 1928, the summer of 1928, when we were recording, I went out to the camp to get her, and uh, to, uh, I think I, I stayed there for just a very short time. This was in, in the summer of 1927 or 28, I, I can't remember definitely which of those two years. Oh, it must have been 28 because I didn't start going with her until 1928. That's uh, right. That's, so, that's one way to remember it. <laughs> it really is. Well, we, we were two years at uh, Lake Independence. Then we went over to Lake Minnetonka to a place called Tipiwakan. And we had two years there in a large hotel, summer hotel building. But we went back to Lake Independence because the owners were very anxious that we should come back and they were willing to build accommodations for us in their camp, which they did. Uh, a large auditorium and a special faculty building with rooms and offices for each member of the faculty. But uh, as the years went on, we found that uh, we had to share that camp with people who did not become students and uh, fellowship with us. And we had many problems that arose. So then we began to look for another place. And that's when we rented a camp near Alexandria, Minnesota. And later, of course, in 1938, we bought uh, the land near Lake, uh, what? Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. Lake Carlos, a uh, uh, little ways from Alexandria. And we built that at the cost of $40,000. And you know, we were still paying on that when I was called to go to the Emanuel Deaconess Institute. And then I became bold. And I told all the friends, I want a real good farewell gift. I want you to give enough money to pay for what is left to pay on Mount Carmel, our summer Bible camp. I don't want a penny of it for myself, but
but I want the school to have this property free of debt when I leave. And that was accomplished, for which I still thank God. There have been many souls that have been blessed and saved and have heard the call of God from Mount Carmel. That's right. And the first time I saw that camp, I marveled. I had been speaking in numbers of camps, but I don't know of any camp that I enjoyed as much as Mount Carmel. The beauty of it, the way it was run, the spirit of the camp, the people that came, and especially the way the Lord honored the work that was done there. And uh, we could sense that the Lord was guiding in all of this. And my, how much prayer there was on the part of our faculty. We met every day for prayer, and, and the students would meet for prayer. And God granted our requests because we wanted uh, to honor the name of our Lord Jesus. And uh, that's why the prayers were answered. Dr. Miller, if you were to start a Bible school again, if you were to do it all over again, if you were a young man, was it 26 years of age you said you were when you went to start the Bible school? Well, I was 29. 29. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you would have done different as you look back? Don't you feel that the, the Lord was leading and guiding every step of the way? Oh, I am still convinced that we were guided by the Holy Spirit and that uh, it was the method for us to use. Once uh, Pastor Upshaw wrote to me and asked uh, how we raised the money when we didn't solicit. For that's one thing, we, didn't, we never went to an individual and asked him for money. But I always said, of course we are soliciting. We're soliciting by God. We're asking God to put it on the hearts of people to contribute. And I often said, if you don't feel that the Lord is prompting you to support the Lutheran Bible Institute, don't give anything. And Brother Upstall asked if I thought that was wise to tell people not to give. And my answer to him was, it worked. So it must have been a good method. We paid for that building. Often we didn't have money to pay our salaries in full at the time that they were due, but eventually everybody got the salary that was promised. Of course, there were low salaries in those days. Just think, we were working for $2,500 and $3,000. $3,000 was the most I got as the president of the institution. Oh, I did get $3,300 a few years, but I turned the $300 back, so I collected just the $3,000. But of course I realized that those dollars were worth a lot more than they are worth now so that we could live on those things. But we paid also the building, we paid for the Mount Carmel, and uh, we were, we owed no man anything but to love one another. <laughs> it will interest you to know, Dr. Miller, that that's exactly our policy. I have never asked a soul for a cent for the school, but I do solicit through the letters tell them our needs. Sure, we and, did that too. And if they want to give, they can. And uh, the Holy Spirit has honored that method. This has been an interesting conversation, Dr. Miller, and there are many people who 
are thanking God for the vision that the Lord gave you as a young man and that you were obedient. And because you were obedient, the Bible school movement started. And uh, many will rise to call you blessed that you were faithful. And it's been a real privilege for me today to fellowship with you. And by the way, isn't today the 24th of February? Uh, the 24th. The 24th of February, 1972. And I appreciate so much that our board uh, wanted to uh, send me here to talk with you about the Bible school movement. I'd like to just uh, ask you this, Dr. Miller. We have been thinking for some time that we'd like to start a third year, but not take the students directly from the second year, but make them go out into the work or go out to leave the school for at least a year and then let them come back after they've met the world for a year or two or even more. What do you think the, of the idea of, uh, of someday starting a third year in a Bible school? Well, there certainly could be work that would be of real benefit to the younger people who had been out serving the Lord and then could come back with the background of their experiences in that service. Whether there would be many who would come back, of course, I wouldn't be able to say. But uh, I would certainly feel that that would be something that would be worth trying anyway. And may I then also say that I certainly appreciate that you were willing to come all the way from California to meet with me here in Florida. And uh, I have enjoyed very much this fellowship. And of course, I have followed the work in Los Angeles down through the years. I had something to do with the start of it, you know. And uh, consequently, I've always felt that it was one of the projects that I could uh, 